I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts, I'm D, and this is HGH Seeking AJ. We're coming at you with Season 6, Episode 31, Butchers of Bosnia 5, Concentration Camps. I'm going to be getting into some wild, rough shit today, so strap in, get ready for it, find us on Patreon, Instagram, and pointsopressure.com. Let's get to it, cutie pies. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. If you or someone you know has been exposed to HGH, <laughs> tell them I have Venmo. <laughs> I will give you my parents' address. HGH or Tren? <laughs> yeah. One, I'll take anything, or really. both. Uh, Even if it's for a horse. Yeah, right? You got ape, you got ape Tren? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll take some ape Tren. <laughs> we don't want horse tranquilizers. We want horse steroids. Both, actually. Yeah. I got to need the time. steroids to get through the anger. <laughs> oh, my God. So that I can dude. sleep for a week and then wake up jacked as shit. Can you imagine taking racing horse steroids? No. That shit. I'm that sure someone has. I'm going to look into that. I, that that would episode. be a great episode. Jesus You got to write that down because that is a fantastic episode. Let's find- <laughs> Hitler did it. I'm sure. I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> let, let's find- We could do an entire episode where we just come up with like five or six stories each of just people taking drugs. animal drugs and the ensuing chaos. I have wanted to talk about that guy that injected like snake venom to get high. You seen that? He did it to get high. I think so. I I don't know. I that's crazy. I saw talk. it years ago. Did I don't he know die? if he was just injecting it for like an immunity. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's building up an but, immunity. Uh, yeah, like uh. I remember seeing something about it, or that like yeah, people will just use snake venom. Not have them like bite them a little bit. It's I, weird. I remember. I think 2015 or 2016. Uh, reading a story about a guy who just bought CRISPR, because you can just buy the stuff for it, and then CRISPR itself is open source on the internet. So once you know how to use it, and it is extremely simple to use, we've talked about that before, you know, just a little bit, but like, CRISPR is easy to use, and he, his entire point was injecting, you know, this string of DNA into a virus so that when that virus goes into his body, it and, you know, the way viruses work, they inject DNA in and they basically alters his genetic structure <laughs> and his idea was that he could inject himself and he's making a CRISPR version of steroids essentially Jesus or he's trying to get jacked without doing anything I mean his experience at the time was he it the, the reporter was in the room when he was injecting it at first I never followed up. I never looked up to see if it actually worked or anything. But his thing was like, oh, we did. I did these experiments. I've done this before. And I feel great. I'm like 50 and I'm jacked. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, homie never heard about double blind studies or the placebo effect in his life. <laughs> God. But oh I, I love the idea that we could just do a pressure points CRISPR session. CRISPR <laughs> sesh. And we, we, we figure God. out the the... Get a grow a big dick in your in your twenties and thirties, uh, Gene. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we, we get Jesus. the uh, to... sit on my ass and but have a resting you know basal metabolic rate of four thousand calories a day. <laughs> How to lose a hundred pounds overnight? Yeah, safely. Yeah, yeah, without your heart dying. 
and your your dick grows triple in length. <laughs> triples triple so then it's three inches yeah yeah there we go <laughs> yeah but, but yeah, fucking hell. Oh, uh, I, I love that stuff. We should do that. That's completely off topic to what we're talking about today. Would be interesting to look into. Would be. To, re, to do an episode on it. Sorry. Yes. It would be interesting <laughs> be to do interesting an episode on it. To try all of the, the ways to enlarge your penis that don't work <laughs> and just lead to tissue damage. Jesus. But we'll do it on pressure points. So, right. you know, no homo. Yeah. yeah. So, how's your week? Started school back up. up, Works busy as hell as always. I uh, put off some of the homework. I have homework every single fucking day. I can't front load it because she looks at the dates. Jesus, really? Yeah. So that sucks. But it's not bad. It's just it's like twenty minutes, if that. Annoying. And then a couple bigger things. Just tedious. Yeah, big old practicum project. So that's fun. Um, watch some movies. Yeah? Yeah. What you watch? We just finished like 20 minutes ago uh, The Blair Witch Project. Oh, nice. It was What'd uh, you think? my wife's first time watching it. I've seen it before. I oh, love it. Oh, okay. I think it's great. Honestly, like... It's better the second time. One of... I mean, it was good the first time I watched it. Like, I think that with how movies have kind of changed since that came out, like found footage films... Oh, yeah. Um it's kind of like diminished how good those movies can be. But Blair Witch Project, I think was, I think it came out when I was like eight or something. Like I was- Doxing. I was young when it when it came out and I remember being scared as shit I think I was three. It. Probably. It sounds about right. You're not that much um, older than me. Wait, did you watch it when it came out? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. Like I didn't see it until I was in, God, when it was like, I was in my- early 20s i think when i first watched it um and mind you i had seen like other horror movies but it was still fucking creepy like they i like that the way they make it is like were they just tripping or like were they seeing shit or was something fucking with them like i feel like it's left with this ambiguity that i love in movies Mm -hmm. um and yeah, found footage films obviously now are just kind of a Dog really shit. bad trope. Um, but I mean, think about and it's tough because like paranormal paranormal activity completely ruined like oh, yeah, everything yeah. that they had made in the first like two movies by continuing. But <laughs> like the first movie was fucking scary as shit when it came I've out. I've never seen any of them. Oh, dude, they're it's good. Like. It's tough because a lot of people are like, oh, they suck. But it's like, for its time, like nobody was doing like, oh yeah, home security footage. Yeah, I think of, that, a, of I, a haunting. That concept sounds awesome, and I'd like, I, I will watch those movies. We're doing we're starting Spooktober real early. Ooh, nice, good. But uh, yeah, that one, that one's definitely like, uh, if you put yourselves in their shoes, mm-hmm. it makes that movie a lot creepier instead of like, oh, I'm just watching someone's security footage. It's like, if you go into that movie thinking of it- That's my ring it, camera. Well, either your <laughs> ring camera terrifying. or you think like, oh, these are my neighbors. Like, I feel like that's mm. the approach that they were going with. It makes it so much creepier. And yeah, you can fucking roast me like, oh, D doesn't fucking know horror movies for shit. Like, yeah, it it is kind of one of those like big budget horror movies that- it delivers, but it doesn't. But the first one is a good fucking movie. 
like a nice. good I'll watch movie. it. Yeah, it's worth watching. I think you and your wife would really, oh, yeah. really like it. Uh, she doesn't like them because she watched all of them. Paranormal Activity? Yeah. Oh, so, that's fair. So that led to, yeah. oh, these really did suck. You know, Honestly, anything after the second one is like, yeah, it that, just makes you think that says. it's dumb as shit because they, it just gets over the top. Yeah. It's like, what the, f- like, but move. I will say that watching Blair Witch after, you know, looking at the IMDb trivia, going on the wiki, and knowing about the production of that makes watching it the second time way better, for me at least, than the first time. Watching the first time and knowing just a little bit about it, about how, you know, the the marketing was when it came out and how freaky it was to a lot of people. Dude, it was, like, you didn't get a lot of, like, fictional documentaries that were put out. Yeah. Like... Yeah, exactly. That were horror. Like... A lot of that shit was just like, oh yeah, you have like um, uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is a mockumentary. It comes off as being filmed by a documentary crew, even though you know it's not. Mm-hmm. This one, it's like I said, they kind of leave it up in the air that it's like, hey, they're not really actors. They're just college students trying yeah, to figure out what the fuck this thing they're is. They're college they're kids who are doing a, yeah, a documentary themselves. Yeah, yeah. But, but watching it, knowing what the production did to them. Yeah. And I don't know. Have you looked at any of that stuff? You know, any of that no. stuff? Oh, my God. They were downright cruel to these people. Yeah? Yeah, like, uh, you know, spoilers, if you haven't seen Blair Witch, go watch it. But, uh, like, when when the one guy gets rid of the map and throws uh-huh. it into the river, he was told to do that by the director. But the other people were not told that he was going to do that. Oh, so that fight was all real. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I have heard a, a few things about stuff like that where production just wouldn't tell them like certain details. To, they, like, they keep stuff out. Make them feel a little bit more fucked up about well, it. Well, the, the original plan was that Mike would be the one who went missing. Uh-huh. But instead, they, they switched it. Didn't tell Mike, but oh, told Josh, Jesus. hey, we're picking you up. Yeah. And and didn't tell anybody Mike's else like, about it. It's supposed to be me. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. So there there were parts where they were... Hey, this is supposed. This freaky thing is going to happen. React to it. And then there were parts where they would sneak up to their just camp say and would shake their tent, or would be around their camp with a bunch of crew breaking sticks and shit. There was one part where they're running through the woods and she starts freaking out, and you don't see what it is. She's like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that?" It's one of the one of the film crew wearing like pantyhose over his face, wearing long johns. But because it's the middle of the night, you see the white reflection yeah. and a fucked up face, and it freaks them the fuck out. Damn, and a lot of the fights were authentic because they were purposely cutting down their food supply. Jesus. Every, and their, like, their, their supply of smokes and stuff to get them angry at each other. Jesus Christ. So a lot of the shit yeah, was realistic. I'll have to watch it again now. Oh, you, I, you I've look been, it up. I've and been then, wanting to watch it for a little while. Like, yeah. Every time I've read about like horror movies as of late, like it comes up and I'm like, oh yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, look it look it up first, the wiki or yeah. the IMDb trivia, however you you get your info, and, and then watch it, and moments. you you pick up like, okay, they knew about that. Oh, they didn't know about that. Like the huh. the whole plan that they're hiking through the woods with everything they have, having recently gone on a hike, there's no way they had enough food for however many nights they were out, like six or seven. Yeah, um, because they were just given a GPS like device with a dot on it and they said get there yeah. film on the way jesus and then at the place it would be a tent would be already set up for them mm-hmm. and then there would be a box basically with the food supplies with extra batteries for the camera extra film and like notes for each of them hmm. for the next day of filming what they were supposed to film 
Damn. And then they would use that to manipulate them. And then they would drop off their film in that box. So in the morning, they wouldn't even take down the tent. They would just start walking to the yeah. next point. And then the production crew, a lot of times, like the director would just be out of sight, but watching them hike, watching them argue <laughs> in the woods Jesus because Christ. they legitimately got lost like two or three times. Like the the very first shot when they're hiking into the woods from their car, they leave the car going the wrong direction. Oh, Jesus. They got lost to the point where they just ended up in somebody's backyard at one point in the movie. And they, I mean, it's all cut out of the movie. Yeah, But when they're yeah. filming it. But it and they still get, leads to more tension. Like yeah, real tension. Not real like, tension. Yeah, and that uh, that's yeah. why, I mean, for me, that's why it is a good horror movie. Because it's just real tension. Reactions, yeah. When they're fighting, when they're like... Huh. Getting at each other's throats—it's real. That I is, remember. Yeah. I remember seeing stuff that, like, some of that, like, some of the production stuff was fucked up. But I—it's like I said—I haven't like read extensively about it or anything. That's that shit's crazy. They even like edited, like, uh, they they launched a website the year before the movie came out that was like, "Hey, we're filming this project." Yeah, yeah, and that was—I remember that. Yeah, because like, my cousin went and saw it when it was in theaters. And he had told me a ton about it. And like when I was young, I saw the trailer for it. It was all over TV and oh, everything. Yeah. It was always in like before movies. And it was just scary as shit. Like I was young. I didn't know what to, to yeah. like, take of it. And so like I remember website stuff popping up. I remember my cousin being like, oh, yeah, like this is a real fucking thing. Yeah, they put and out- he was like he was like almost 20. Yeah. A lot of the stuff like at the film festival that it was initially released on. They didn't put out advertising for the movie, but they put out missing persons posters Jesus, for the really? actors. God like damn. they they went all out on this, this thing. So go watch it. Spoilers over. You're you yeah. you're not gonna watch it. It's okay. Me? Not you. The, oh, I was the, like, no, I definitely the listener. Will. No, go go watch uh, it after. Like I I swear, watching it the second time, knowing all that, knowing all that makes it less of a horror movie and more of a. Wow, they were yeah. going through horror. Like yeah. they, wow, they, they were fucked up. That stuff's crazy. And I like that. I mean, I'm sadistic in that way, but I think that's that's more interesting. Seeing how people actually work under pressure, seeing these people actually cracking. Didn't you make a documentary about the Blair Witch Project? Yeah, they should do that. About the movie? <laughs> yeah, documentary on the movie. On the movie, on the but documentary. But then at the end, everything happens exactly the same, and all the crew ends up getting killed. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> no. But yeah, no, it, it was fun. It was a good movie. Um, yeah, we had 12 minutes left when you texted me you were ready to yeah. record. I'm like, oh, we got to finish. No, you're good. It's close. I wasn't in any hurry or anything. Uh, uh, how's your week? It was it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just a week. Right. Yeah, just a week. Uh we hit our four year birthday. Did yesterday. we? Yesterday, yeah. Happy fourth. You're legal now yeah, in Japan. We did it. Yeah. Four prior to nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. We can have our nineties Japanese titties up on online. It's legal. Yeah. Uh what? <laughs> no, just no, no, I'm just kidding. Um but yeah, it was yeah. Four four years ago was our first episode. A day ago, four years and a day. What? September 9th, twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, I wanted to do September eleventh, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it fell on a Monday. A, it fell on a Wednesday that but year, I think, or something. This year it falls on a Monday. Hey, yeah. Oh yeah, true. Uh, happy nine eleven to everyone listening. 
Yeah, have a happy 9-11. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, so, so yeah. I ruined your segue. You were you were gearing up for a segue, and I ruined it. No, 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 no. That was that was just oh. what I was gonna get into was that it was our fucking birthday yeah. yesterday, and we didn't even celebrate. Well, I was gonna I was gonna tell you we should put up like a birthday post, but I'll it. I'll tell my wife. <laughs> it's too late. No, now no. it's a belated birthday post. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell her right now. Can you put up a quick yesterday happy birthday yesterday post? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But by the, oh well, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it right now while we're recording. All good. No worries. Um. So last butchers of Bosnia. Um. We talked about Sarajevo and uh, basically the start of the Serbian or the um occupation of Serbs and the Yugoslavian People's Army in Sarajevo and the shelling that happened basically the first like like we tied up the first like four three or four months in Sarajevo right um this episode I am getting a little bit more into what they did not in Sarajevo obviously based on the title it's pretty clear um but where they were taking people in a lot of cases people were still staying at home uh some people were still just like living in a war zone they're dealing with like shelling outside and everything um but what we'll be talking about today is the atrocities that happened in the actual detention camps i know i talked a little bit about it last last episode with uh the women that were that were detained in these camps as well as like held in certain areas of the city in like prisons different stuff like that um but yeah we're gonna i'm basically just gonna like list these places off and what happened at each one um it's kind of a shotgun episode um doesn't really follow like a a timeline of events like it previously has this one the biggest reason I'm even doing this episode um, is because I AJ and I talked about this before the show um, that I feel like up to this point, it, the Yugoslavian civil war kind of comes across as like the civil war where like a lot of racism occurred and a lot of hate for like two groups of people occurred. Well, among three groups of people, I should say. Um, and it just like, it was war, you know, like, I feel like that's kind of what it's come off as up to this point, mm -hmm. but like a lot of, a lot of the involvement of Ratko Mladic and, um, Radovan, um, Karadzic are like their involvement, yes, does have to do with like the occupation of Sarajevo, the atro the atrocities that happened in um, uh, Srebrenica, like different things like that, like in Croatia, what they did, and I feel like it doesn't really do justice to like what actually happened to these people, mind you, the concentration camps that I'm talking about today. And this is a bit of a disclaimer and a bit of a heads up to everybody that potentially might jump down our throats on <laughs> this being a biased episode. 
all our episodes I, are I am, yeah. Oh. Well, all, um, to be honest, the episodes that we're talking about, The Butchers of Bosnia, are in a way biased because I'm talking about, you have to remember, I'm talking about the Yugoslavian Civil War, but I am talking specifically about the actions of two men. Two rats. In, yeah, two rats in the Yugoslavian Civil War. Like, these two guys were charged with war crimes. Yes, there were so many other fucking terrible things going on that I will be talking about at a later date. These concentration camps, however, specifically were Serb and uh, Serbska-run concentration camps that were holding uh, Croatians and Bosniak Muslims and like the torturing and abuse that all that all of them went through there certainly are concentration camps that the croats had the hvo that they were running that they held serbs there were ones where they held fucking bosniak muslims there were ones where they held serbs and bosniak muslims there were there were so many different concentration camps with a mix of people i am speaking specifically about these ones because these camps were listed on the charges for ratko mladic when he was charged for war crimes this isn't just like oh let me handpick a couple and make this a really specific episode these are listed in his charges of war crimes in his charges of crimes against humanity these what one two three four five i think five different camps are attributed specifically to him and him getting the jna to set it up when he was over it getting the serbskas to set it up while he changed the jna into the serbskas um and this is also a part of operation ram the obviously the Croatian concentration camps aren't going to be a part of Operation Ram because they weren't really in those fucking meetings. Yeah, not not really. Uh, so like I get that it comes off as very, 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 very biased, but you got to remember we're talking specifically about the butchers of Bosnia in this. Um, and I'm also not going to take fucking sides in this whole thing, like. Everybody did some really terrible shit. However, most of it was against the Bosniak Muslims. So everybody except for the Bosniak Muslims can eat shit and fucking die. Yeah, you won't take a side, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck everybody besides those yeah, guys. Yeah. It, like, it's just, it's like I've said before, like. And even then, if some of those guys did bad is, stuff, yeah. you're still bad. It doesn't matter what yeah, team yeah, you're yeah. on. I don't give a fuck who bad you people are. people are fucking shitty. Yeah, if you were killing people and torturing people and raping people during the Yugoslavian Civil War, fuck you. Yeah, there And you I go. will be talking about you in the future. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. gear up. Get ready. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, in, the, in the charges for Ratko, uh, when they mentioned these camps, the charge itself was that, uh, like, they, they specifically stated that the living conditions were calculated to bring about physical destruction, which I thought was really interesting to, like, read that, that they're not just like, oh, hey, yeah, like, 
you put people in detainment camps. You put them in labor camps. They were like, no, you made these camps specifically to cause them like physical and mental harm. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it was just a good line that I fucking saw. Oh, in there. it's fantastic. Uh, so the first one that we're going to talk about is Batkovich. Um, and it was the first, it's labeled as the first camp of the war. Um, and this was around the same time as Sarajevo and a little bit before. There's another one I'll talk about that uh, was actually created during. Uh, that battle in Croatia in 1991 that we talked about a couple episodes ago um, that the JNA lost to Croatia. Um, but Batkovic was uh, more or less just like two barns that they took these people to. And torturing and regular beating would take place like pretty much daily. Um, and because of its early creation, uh, Prisoners at this camp were used to dig trenches. Uh, they were used to carry ammunition to the front lines. Um, they were kind of used as like, I don't want to say cannon fodder because like they didn't put weapons in their hands or anything, but there would be people that they would take to this place and then like they would put them with the JNA as more like more or less like slaves to the JNA. If that makes yeah. any sense. Like, yeah, it, it's the term concentration camp is very accurate because that's you. Oh, get, yeah. You get a bunch of free labor, slave labor, and then you get to just be sadistic and rape and murder them. Yeah. Like, and there you go. And it's just across the board. That's just the shit that happened regularly. Um, so <clears throat> their main focus at this camp specifically um, was they preferred prisoner torture by forcing them to do other stuff. Um, a lot of the other camps don't really have like, like they weren't working on a factory or working in mines or anything. And this one specifically, they, when they would kill people, they would have them bury the dead. Or if somebody just obviously died, yeah, like, we're worked quote to death. Unquote, died. Yeah, that we didn't. Yeah, oh, we didn't death. kill them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they so they're making the prisoners of this camp bury their friends, their wives, their children, um, and they just force them to do it. They'd be like, "Well, like this is your job." They force them to work on the farm and in the fields. Um, they actually force them to do factory work. I couldn't find any additional information on that. Um, a lot of a lot of but I would assume, that kind of labor is is farm work. Yeah, where I kind of assume out in the that fields, when they digging say holes, factory, tilling, oh factory, I think you said farm. No, no, no. So they did do farm oh, work. Oh, sorry, I'm, I misheard. Um, but they also it was listed that they did factory work, and my guess is that it was just like ammunition manufacturing, yeah, just shit like that. A lot of um, it. like loading loading magazines, fucking just your typical grunt work that you would normally have, like your younger guys doing a war that's what these dudes were doing um and then they actually were forced to like beat one another so oh it's in, like a little fight club yeah, right so in a lot of instances they would still be beat by the serbs guys in the jna that were running this place um but 
in a lot of instances they would just tell him like, oh yeah, go beat the shit out of him. And it was just like, like, I feel like there's so much, there's so much more mental like issues that go on with that, like with other people seeing that happen. Like imagine you're at a camp and you see like someone that you consider a friend go over and beat the shit out of someone else you consider a friend. Oh, and yeah. you're like, why would you do that? And he's like, because they would have killed me if I didn't. And it's yeah, just it's like, definitely so like much it's a psychological harsher. control. Yeah. It's you have to do what I say and you know, that's it's, it. It's, it's I feel like it's so much harder on your mind. Um and then as is usual with a lot of these, uh, sexual abuse is super prevalent. Um, so it's listed that 80 people died at this camp. I mm. don't want to diminish the fact that like 80 people are listed as dying here, but on a lot of these, I don't think that you can really put a good number on it because they don't have extremely specific numbers for how many people came well, yeah. in here. I was I was just going to say who's keeping track. Yeah, yeah. Not even well, you know, not even the Nazis were like, okay, this many people died. Yeah. In every single situation, there were tons of times where it was hidden or just not documented because it was one dude in a small village somewhere in Eastern Europe. Like yeah, I don't I don't think it was documented at all. Like, also, when you document things, especially post Nuremberg trials, a lot of those. Uh, I'm going to say you're going to fudge a yeah. lot of numbers. Yeah. If I was, you know, an administrator at a concentration camp after the Nuremberg trials, I would, yeah, I would definitely be, nobody died here. This is a, a tuberculosis hospital. Yeah. That, and we have a 100% cure rate. And the fact like, that, like, a lot of this was local militias that are bringing these people here, like, obviously, some dude that's an extremist serb down the street isn't going to be like, okay, I have, like, two adults two children from one family. These are their names. Like, I feel like he's just going to round people up no matter who they are, bring them there, turn them in. They're not going to check boxes. It's just going to be, yeah, put them on the camp and we'll keep an eye on everybody. Like, so I could be entirely wrong in that aspect, but based on everything that I've read up to this point, it didn't really come off as this, like they were organized in their approach, but they weren't organized in the way that they like handled everyone. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's listed as 80 people dying here. Um, and one of the things I found really interesting was that the, the trials for war crimes for guards at Batkovich camp went as late as like 2012, 2014. Yeah. That, they were still like yeah, working on trying people. I was like, Holy shit. That's a yeah. while. Cause, uh, a lot of these were shut down in like 93, 94, some as late as 1995, but the fact that this one was one of the first, I would imagine 93 or 94. So it's like 20 plus years later, they still aren't even charged with any fucking crimes for this place. Like, it's just wild. Well, I, I think like, I think there were some trials of, where, where was, I? I think there was somebody tried four Nazi war crimes in like 2020. Really? Something like that. I, I'm trying to remember. I got to look it up. Yeah. Jesus. On this, this is from December 2022. It says, a court on Tuesday convicted a 97-year-old former Nazi camp secretary <laughs> of complicity in Damn. the murder of more than 10,000 people 
in what could be Germany's last Holocaust trial. That's as far as I went, so don't at me. Jesus. I don't know anything else about it, but... That's crazy. That's really, yeah. Dude, so thought, it, he, dude thought he got away with it. Oh, yeah. 97 years old. <laughs> God damn. Uh, let's see. So there's... And I will very likely butcher the name of a lot of these, um, but the uh, Manyaka camp... Very good. Uh, that was that was correct. It started. This one started in 1991, and this is the one I said started uh, with the during the Battle of Croatia and the JNA. Um, they had at one point over 3,700 people that were detained within this camp. Which, like, when you when you consider how spread out a lot of these areas are, like that's a fuck ton of people. Um, and it was really hard to track, like like I said, it's hard to track exactly how many people were in these camps because they did a lot of transferring um, from Manyaka there, or from, yeah, Manyaka, I think is what I said. Uh, yeah. They would transfer to Omarska, uh, Karaterm, and uh, Trinopol, and what was the other one? I think it was just those those ones that they transferred them among um and it's like when you're moving people that often and that frequently it's not like they're really keeping track of all these numbers so 37 is kind of fluid um but mm -hmm. that was like the easiest number that the un could put on all of it uh beatings here it's just standard across the board super regular um and Killing and torturing Bosniak Muslims and Croatians was absolutely the standard here. Um, women didn't really seem to appear in this camp until 1992 after Sarajevo was controlled by the Serbs. And this was kind of with kind of the story among all of these with with Operation Ram. Obviously, they knew that that's what would hurt Bosniaks and Croats the most is, oh, yeah, bring their wives and, and children here and we'll like rape and sexually abuse them in front of them. And that's going to make things so much harder on them than a beating ever could. Yeah, definitely. Literally lined it's out more of that torture. Yeah. If you have again written down, documented, yeah, if you haven't listened to the operation Ram episode, I definitely advise going back to it because like it is a fucking rough episode. Like it's terrible, but like, it wasn't just like they sat down and like, oh, yeah, you know, I, raping somebody's pretty bad. Like it was written out in a plan for how to hurt these people, um, like plan and coordinated rape and sexual abuse was in Operation Ram. So go check out. I think it's like part two. But if you're new to the series, go listen to all of them before this one. Um, Let's see. Uh, so in the last episode, I talked about those, uh, the women that were put in prisons and at Manyaka there was, it was pretty standard. Like it was a little bit more prevalent once, obviously once women showed up after Sarajevo in 1992, but, um, this specifically was one of the camps where this was like a bigger focal, focal point. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, I just lost my fucking notes. Uh, oh, no. Uh, I'll improvise. Yeah, right. 
Uh, uh, you like jazz? You like jazz? Uh, so yeah, uh, Serbska military would basically use this as like a brothel, and I mean these women are all just being like war trafficked wartime yeah. trafficked that's uh, exactly it. serbska yeah. men would show up they would go to more or less a front desk and the front desk would say okay cool yeah like go into the barracks and just find somebody take them into the street rape them whatever you don't even have to bring them back just make sure they don't go free pretty much was there approach. you go it's fucking terrible um and so despite um Multiple accounts of what was going on at Manyaka, uh, the Serb administration that was running it was basically just like, oh, yeah, like, uh, so when they were charged with war crimes, uh, the administration members were approached and they basically just turned to this human rights and war crime commission and they basically are like, we were housing prisoners of war. Like, I don't know what these accounts are, but like... Yeah, of course they would. We're housing prisoners of war, and anything like that that happened isn't on our records. What? They're so full of shit. They were in Time Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Starving people. Like, the, the only thing that they got away with was hiding how many people they were really killing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, everybody knew about... The craziest thing about this entire event... Is that it was widely photographed, filmed, oh, yeah, talked about, and yet nobody knows about this. Yeah. Not here. No, and I mean, and, it, uh, it's, I feel like it's one of those areas in the world, like, if you say, oh, point out where Serbia is, point out where Croatia is, a lot of people recognize those names, but nobody could find it on a fucking map. Oh, yeah. Walking down the street here where we live. Yeah, and it's Heavens just like no. even even people that lived through this, a lot of people still were just like, oh, yeah, it's this is BBC-esque news. I'm yeah. too busy watching I what's watch going Fox. on with the, the first Bush administration. I'm I'm too busy, you know, reading about Bill Clinton's and latest Al, ex- yeah, exploit. And Al, Al Gore. Yeah. And yeah, it was just it, it just it hit during a time when like. Media is so prevalent, but the U.S. media is just starting to get into, like, partisan politics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I, f- I really feel like it went by the wayside because, like, we never got into this stuff when I was in school. No, not I, at all. Yeah, it's it's just fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, world history. I've taken two <laughs> world history classes in, you know, before college. And not a single one talked about this. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. It's just weird. I feel like the biggest reason is that it it's like, oh, it's considered current events, but it's like this is thirty years ago now. Yeah. Like this is this is not current. There are a lot of people that don't fucking know about this, myself included. Yeah, exactly. A year ago I had no idea what this shit was. Yeah, I had heard about it, but I didn't learn anything until you started doing these series. I didn't know a ton about it. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, and then the really? reason Manyaka kind of slipped under the radar even further, uh, was because when they were created, I think it was like, oh yeah, 1991. So during Croatia, um, but 
Sarajevo happens, and this hits like a, a worldwide scale. People find out about Sarajevo because that's what's happening right now. Sarajevo is getting shelled, and it's it really hasn't come out that these camps are going on. That like these yeah, camps have been set up. Cleansing for, is going on. Yeah, that this has been going on for like six months now, and. Like, yeah, people are seeing the bombings on the news. People are seeing the snipers on the news. But a lot of people just didn't know that, like, this specifically was happening. Uh, reporters went to a bunch of different camps in, like, 1992 and August. August 1992. So, I mean, that's, like, two months after the end of the start of Sarajevo. Uh, and that's when people were like, holy shit, there are fucking concentration camps here. Yeah. And so... This one specifically slips under the radar because it starts getting really bad while everything is happening in Sarajevo. Yeah, it was. So it was there. Yeah, it was drawing the media attention. Yeah, exactly. It was, the, it was the celebrity divorce of the time period. Yeah, right. So uh, the next one we'll get into is Omarska. 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 Um, this one is going to be the longest one. This one was just like this is like the Auschwitz of. Of all, like it was yeah. the big one. This Omarska is fucking bad. So, um, and eventually in the future, I'll end up talking about uh, what happened in Priador, um, which was a Bosniak Muslim, like, prevalent town mm-hmm. that, like, they had a whole coup. Levels of what happened in Sarajevo, but on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get into that later episode. I don't know if I'll do it in the Butchers of Bosnia series because this is going to go on for like a hundred episodes at this point. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so a coup takes place in Priador, and the Serbs basically just take over the government. Like they occupy the the post office. They had already planned on occupying police stations that were run by Serbs and then any others, they just take over them. Everything goes up in the air and they do exactly what they did in Sarajevo where they go and rip people from their homes or threaten them. Hey, you either leave or we're going to burn your home down with you locked inside kind of shit. Um, and this one was set up prior to the coup, um, but it was at the end of April 1992 was when they like officially were like, oh, okay, Omarska is now one of the bigger camps. Um, now, Omarska itself was home to a lot of Serbs. Um, and I think the numbers in the area, because uh, what was it? I keep losing it. I have them fucking bold, but it doesn't look any different on this Oh, app. yeah. Yeah. Um, Trinopolje was um, like right next door to Omarska, and Trinopolje itself was like almost fifty percent Bosniak Muslim and just under fifty percent Serbian. Perfect. Um, and so, when the Serbs finally get their go-to, they're a fucking bunch of them, and it's hard to hold them back. And the Bosniak Muslims aren't like this paramilitary that's set up to stop Serbs when they decide to take over Priador. Like, it was just just an absolute clusterfuck. And um, 
Yeah, so Priador was home itself to about 25,000 people. Um, by the end of the Yugoslavian Civil, civil War, 7,000 are listed as, as missing. Jeez. Like a large amount of people. And this is but why- But only 50 people died in the yeah, nearby concentration camp. That's what's so tough about it is because it's like, yeah, you do have all these people moving around and you have all these people dying. And it's like when you hear about, when I get more into like what happened in Omashka and everything, it's like there's no way that it's just, you know, 180 people or like 200, 250 people died here over the course of like years. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. make any sense. Like, I can see the torturing going on for that long, but I feel like they were only able to attribute a small number to actual murders and war crimes rather than the actual amount. Like, these are probably the only people that, like, the numbers are the bodies they were able to find, I should say. Yeah. Um, and how, how easy is it to just... Dig a hole somewhere. Yeah. I mean, there were over 14 mass graves in Omarska alone. Yeah. Um, so they don't have a definitive amount on number of people that died in Omarska because Omarska got really fucking out of hand. Um, it was a mining site. And surprisingly enough, they didn't really like force labor on a lot of these guys. Like it was really just a torture camp. Like yeah. they didn't, they weren't like, oh, go work in the mines. Because, I mean, when you have almost 50% of the city that's now in this camp, like, who the fuck is going to, like, refine your iron ore? Like, yeah. <laughs> like the city is shut down. There, you're not going to fucking work anything out of the mines. No, and and it, it's important to remember that the, the RAM plan and everything is a plan of ethnic cleansing. Yeah. So you can say work camp, you can say POW camp, you can say all these things. But the the end goal yeah. that they were shooting for with these concentration camps as the goal was yeah. ethnic cleansing to to remove Muslims, Bosniak Muslims off the face of the planet, and Croats were looped into that just because they weren't Serbs. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's I just think it's it's so easy to to make that argument of. Yeah. No, it was just a detention camp. It was war. Like, obviously, no, you need is, this. This is directed specifically because of what they are. Yeah. America's shitty. World War II, America had internment camps. But the reason we call them internment camps and not concentration camps is because we didn't torture people in them. It's still shitty. They were still, you know, shitty places oh, yeah, to be. Terrible. But you weren't ordered to go beat the shit out of somebody else, and then you get your wife raped in front of you. Like, yeah. It's, it's just two Crazy. very very different different scenarios. Yeah. Um and I feel like it's so easy like it's a really good point to bring up. Like it's so easy to get that shit mixed up. Yeah. Like it really is. And you'll you'll see you'll you know you'll come across people operating in bad faith who will just say, "Oh, they were just work camps." They said that about the Holocaust, you yeah. know. They've said that about every racial or ethnic cleansing that has happened on the planet somebody has argued nah they were at war it was a concentration camp yeah and like even even before the episode started i was like oh yeah detention camps is what i had it yeah as at first and then like i was going through notes checking it i was like why the fuck didn't i write down concentration camps like that's yeah. exactly what it was um so uh omarska itself they housed 
or didn't house. They held a lot of politicians or people that were in prominent positions. Um, it was referred to as like intellectuals, more or less. Oh, intellectuals um, are always the first target. Yeah, right. They, people who can disprove your racial theories. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they put a lot of wealthy Bosniak Muslims and Croats here. Um, and non-Serb extremists, quote-unquote extremists, uh, yeah. just people that were like, hey, the Serbs are fucking insane. And I'm not Serbian. Yeah, and they're like, okay, okay you're an extremist. Yeah. So uh, this see, one, that, that's, really, that's really funny, because I would think concentration camps are pretty extreme. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, just personally. Yeah. <laughs> POW camps aren't, right? Yeah, no, no. Um, so, yeah, like... They have all of these, all of these big names, all these, all these names that people recognize, politicians, people that people have voted for before. I mean, you have, um, like members of like really big members of clergy that are that are now in Omarska, and uh, at its peak, this had thirty three hundred listed. I think it was well more than that with like what was going on so they they used three different buildings um to to keep prisoners they had the administration building which is where they would do all of their interrogating and that's generally administration yeah, yeah. yeah. well it torture. was torture yeah so it, it was an administration building when it was a oh a mining, yeah yeah when it was a a working mining site um they had so like that's where they would do their interrogating. That's where they would keep a lot of these, these big names. Um, they had the hangar, which is where most of like that was basically like general population. Mm -hmm. It's just this big ass area that's open. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the old pictures we posted on Instagram uh, with all of those men just like sitting in a row. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure. Pretty sure that's it. I don't know for sure if that was, um, I'd have to go back to the picture, but it, it, same, same concept. You just have this hangar that's open and there are a fuck ton of people inside it. No organization to it. It's not like they have like fucking bunk beds in there. It's, no, it's just a blanket like, on the ground. Yeah. It, if that, if that, yeah. Um, so then they had what's called the white house. Um, these were the torture rooms, and they also had another one that was called like the Red Red Building or something. Um, that was like you were basically sent there if you were being, and I'm doing air quotes, being charged with a crime, but you don't get a trial. Yeah, like I was they would say, there's no like, time. Yeah, pretty much if like you spoke out against the the guards there, you're or, resisting arrest. Like, yeah, bang, exactly. Bang, bang. Yeah, they would just take them there and they would kill them in that this small like red house, more or less. So, the White House itself was like torture room central. Uh, they had 220 square foot like the rooms were 220 square feet. Okay. Um, which. To imagine 220 square feet is like my bedroom and the office, and then you pack 45 people into that. No, it's smaller than that. It's not the full office. It's like two thirds of it, if that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like I'm trying to just, do the math. Just as, but yeah, that's yeah. like that's like 270, I think, some shit. Yeah. But so a smaller area than that, 45 fucking people are just packed in there. 45. Some sardines. Um, and 
that wasn't even the most extreme case. That was just like, oh, yeah, if you go to the White House and you're being tortured there, that was just kind of known. Like 50 yeah. people per like 20 square meters, pretty much. Um, the people that were staying in there had like they were constantly just covered in blood from people that were either being beaten right next to them or people that were just being fucking killed right next to them. Um, the walls were also walls and floor totally covered in blood. Um, they had what they referred to as the garage in the white house and it held 150 plus people. I would imagine the garage is probably about the same size. It's probably about the size of a regular fucking garage. Mm -hmm. Um, but with the amount of people that they had, that they would pack in there, they were packed so tight that people would die of heat exhaustion in there. And this is why I don't believe the whole like, oh yeah, like 200 people died here. It doesn't make sense like, for the years yeah, that this was open. Because it's like somebody gets heat exhaustion in there, they're not going to open the doors, let everybody out, and go treat this person. No, like, they're going to die. They're going to die, and it's just going to be another one of the bodies that's on the floor until they let everybody out to clear out the bodies because they can't fit more people in there. Yeah, and then it's like the people clearing out the bodies... They aren't, you know, checking off a box on their yeah, paperwork that going, says, okay, okay uh, 10 people died. Yeah, 15 bodies here. All right, report that. They, yeah, seven the men, has eight to women. Be, the number has to be just a, a bogus, yeah. like, we documented this many yeah. to make it's, it look legit. It's like I said. They were covering I think, their ass. They were doctoring their numbers. I think that it's just the, the amount of bodies they were able to find. I think I that know. that's all that it really is because there were so many, I mean, 14 mass graves. A mass grave isn't just like, oh, yeah, two or three people. Like, this is a lot of fucking people that died in these areas. There was, and I mean, I watched a, a BBC, like, mini documentary on on this a while ago, and, and it talked about this guy in uh, Srebrenica that, like, he escaped by climbing over bodies. Like, he, he mm. faked dead. The sun went down and he climbed over bodies to escape. And it's not it's not like it was like, oh, four bodies in this mass grave. No, that's grave. a pile. Like, this is a lot of fucking people. Fourteen fucking mass graves. In in one place, uh, I think it was called like Fulva. Um, it was another ethnic cleansing that Ratko was over that I'll talk about in the future. But they have a map of Bosnia and Herzegovina and it's basically like circles on it and then it says like like two mass graves 14 bodies found one mass grave 150 bodies found mm -hmm. and it was like in this whole thing it was like they discovered over like 2000 bodies but it's like those are the ones they discovered yeah i mean there there's been you know cases in the past where you do a mass burning yeah you Collect the bones and you grind them up and then you just dump them out and you're set. It's fucking wild. Like it's just like yeah. I. It's and then tough. You just, let's say you you take a truckload of people of bodies out into the woods somewhere yeah. and then make ten of them dig a hole. Yeah, they're not yeah. searching there necessarily. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're gonna search around the camps. They're gonna search where you would expect it to be, but you're not gonna turn over every stone and just go dig test holes. In a forest or in a yeah. in the middle of nowhere. It's it's so just it's just, it's, it's, it's yeah, so yeah. unfortunate that like that's all they've been found. That that's what it is, and it's just 
because of the numbers that are reported, I feel like that's why this whole Yugoslavian civil war is overlooked. And because all three sides are doing these atrocities. Like I said, I'm only talking about one of the sides is doing atrocities now, but like when everybody's a bad guy, then it's going to go overlooked. It's like, oh yeah, just a bunch of pieces of shit fighting each other in like Southeastern Europe, you know? Yeah. Like it's like the, uh, the, the number of Jewish people and everybody else, all the victims of the Holocaust every year keeps going up. Yeah, if, because yeah. we are continuing to find mass graves in these little known places like that that organization that I talk about all the time because mm-hmm. they're so cool but they you know they travel out to small villages and they're like okay where are the Nazis here does anybody remember where were the bodies yeah and every time they go to a village they find one or two or three more mass graves with tons of people in them. It's just wild. And they just... It's just hard to keep track and of. And it's just there. Whether... And, and you know, whom, whoever it is, they're still victims of the Holocaust. So it, it's that whole concept of they, they need to get people in there. Hopefully, you know, it's been long enough, but somebody needs to go in there and they need to interview people. And that's scary and that's a difficult thing to do. But it's got to happen, yeah. But it's got to happen. And they, they got to they gotta do it in a way where... They convinced these people who were involved to talk or or they have to find people who were like who either witnessed it. That's that's the big thing that that group does that I talk about or people who were involved in it and they, they have to do it in a way where it's like, OK, we'll will anonymously interview you like we won't tell people who yeah. you are. Yeah. OK, you were a guard at one of the camps. Cool. That's what we'll call you. Because I, you know, I'd rather know, you know, where the mass graves are. Let's get these people remembered and properly counted exactly, than yeah. necessarily go after litigation. And at that point, I mean, nobody's doing that as far as I know. Nobody's going yeah. after camp guards and stuff. They, my, my understanding is they, they got the big guys and said, that's good enough for me I'm kinda, for the most part. I'm kind of guessing that like that's going to be the case for now. Because, I mean, this is only 30 years ago. Yeah, there's uh, a lot to happen. There's a lot that we're going to continue learning. I mean, imagine like people didn't know a lot of what happened in Nazi Germany in the 1970s. Like, they knew a lot, but... Like, they knew because everybody in the world was involved in this world war. Exactly. This is a this Yugoslavian is... civil war. This is this never became a world war. This involved the UN, who approached it at a very un, like bad... It was just a bad take that the yeah. UN approached kind of hands-off. They're like, we're going to try to be as peaceful as possible. And then only NATO got involved like way late (laughs) yeah nato got involved to end it yeah and it was within like months it was over when nato got involved and it's like you don't have all this involvement you don't have like oh my grandpa served in world war ii you know like this is this is a i don't want to say local thing but like local on like a yes, it definitely a, was an local. area scale rather. Than well, it's like, like a asking small... a a German in the 1960s their opinion on the American Civil War. Yeah, exactly. At yeah, best they've heard of it. Yeah, 
they don't they probably i mean Ugh. this is pre-internet and they have their own shit to deal with during the 60s you'd think yeah it's like they wouldn't really know mm. yeah all right sorry uh no, this is gonna be a bit of a longer one i'll i'll get through this stuff i don't have a lot left no, you're um, good. I'm in no rush. So in Omarshka, uh, they had daily beatings that were, they would use the butt of their guns, metal pipes, wooden sticks, really just like anything that they could use as a weapon, they would use it. Um, they would focus, if they wanted to kill somebody, they would focus their blows on their kidneys or their heart. Um, then it's My natural. guess, exactly, is that it's like they weren't killed at these... They, they, they died of killed kidney in these failure. Camps. Yeah, their kidneys just failed. Oh, their heart just stopped. Um, and outside the gates, after they set this whole place up, outside the gates, they set up landmines. And then inside the gates, they also had a couple landmines that were just like, oh, yeah, one of these Someone people fucking on stumbles uh, on it. It's an accident oopsie. rather than it being They went a somewhere war they crime. weren't supposed to. Yeah. Um. They, when people were brought here, they were given a jerry can full of water, um, and they were basically given like one spoiled meal per day. Um, food was always rotten, and they were allowed three minutes to eat their spoiled food and drink some water. Um, the bathrooms were blocked off, so this led to human waste just everywhere. Uh, the only source of water was from a river, which was being polluted by industrial waste. Nice. So they'd take their jerry cans over and fill up, and they're just getting more and more and more sick. Um, this is another perfect example of, oh, well, it's an accidental death, not a death yeah. that we caused. Um, the overcrowding itself wasn't like an accident. It was outlined by... Ratko and Radovan that if we overcrowd Omarshka, people are going to die there. And so they intentionally took people from other camps and transferred them to Omarshka just so that like they knew how bad the conditions were there and it was all intentional. You mm -hmm. don't just block off and like bar bathrooms because you're like, oh yeah, the plumbing doesn't work. You do it so that they have to piss and shit in their living quarters, and that makes people sick, and mm -hmm. then they fucking die of Hep C poisoning. Like, yeah, it's it's just they die of the doo doo, the yeah. doo doo, the doo doo water. Um, at one point, uh, Serbska started a tire fire, and uh, they decided to use that as a method for torture, killing, and for destroying corpses. Which I mean, there you tire go. Fires, I was talking about. I was going to say, I don't know if like. For those of you who are listening that don't know about tire fires, they are basically impossible to put out, and they're they're like, very hot. Yeah, they they're, they're, they're tar. They're hot, it's a petroleum and they product. They burn forever. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, dude, I w I was saying, I was thinking like, yeah, you know, mass burnings would be a way to get rid of and hide a lot of bodies, but then you'd have to explain, you know, the soot. But if you just say, oh, there, we just, just we had a tire fire. fire. They're, they're going to say, oh, this is a bunch of tire stuff. They're not necessarily going to inspect it that yeah. close. What are you going to do? Dig up under all of like, yeah, the dig melted up under a rubber, bunch of rubber 10 and, years and later? Shit. Yeah. Man, somebody's got to go in and look at those tire fires. Oh, fingers crossed it happens. It'll be us. <sighs> I hope That's, so. It'll be us. That'll be our retirement project. Yeah. Hey, uh, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you want to fund our trip to 
Serbia. Or not not just a trip, an entire fucking project. Well, yeah, and the project. Um, so in July 1992, there were accounts that people wrote of 200 people that were brought in uh, to Omarska. They were immediately taken to the White House. Um, each person was handed a bullet and... They basically and then like, they threw one gun in. Yeah, right. No, they went down the line and they would like take the bullet, load it in the gun, shoot them in the head with it. The gunshots went on inside the White House from sunset until dawn the following morning. Shots were fired for hours into dead bodies. Uh, people woke up, walk outside, they still hear gunshots, and they just see all these Serbska soldiers shooting dead bodies of muslims for hours after they've already been, they've been dead um but only 200 people confirmed yeah. dead from this camp um 180 bodies were loaded up and taken away the next day um and it's listed that around 2000 people died here but like i said before it's still it's still up in the air and it's still unknown how many actually died going through omarska um so Trinopolier was the camp that was close to Omarska, but not like it would, it was in the same area, more or less. Um, it's just out, the city itself is just outside Priador, um, and it's on the northern side of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, Trinopolier's uh population is the one that I said it's it was almost 125,000 people is like 122 44% are Bosniak Muslim 42% are Serbs um the camp started at the exact same time as Omarska did April 1992 uh they took them to a children's school and at its peak they had 7,000 prisoners but they averaged about 4,000 at a time um over 30,000 people passed through on their way to Omarska or Manjaka. Um, and this camp specifically uh, was made to house or made to imprison uh, women, children, and older men. Uh, obviously, their focus here isn't labor camps. Their focus here is going to be sexual abuse when you have people that are like when you're taking uh what's the word i'm thinking of vulnerable people when you're bringing in more vulnerable people especially like well this this is the the direct argument that these were not POW camps yeah, yeah. or work camps yeah. because they're targeting populations yeah. who do not do who are not generally targeted yeah. they're non-combatants women women children women children and, and old the men. older population like, like this is directly fuck? against yeah. these aren't soldiers these aren't people running around you know yeah they're not they're not working on this they're is not just working you're locking them. people up and then on top of that systemic se sexual abuse was the preferred method of torture here um obviously they would still beat them but it wasn't nearly as regular as other camps like trinopolier was it stood out um to compared to other camps it's a really weird one um so daytime was generally just quiet like it was during the day it was quiet they were left to themselves and then at night it was pretty much like nighttime was like 
hell. Uh, it would get to night, and that's when abuse, raping, torture would take place. And I think that a lot of that is because, and this is only an assumption on my side, but I would assume that a lot of the men that were staying at Omarshka, they're working in Omarshka all day. And then they go to Trinopolier at night because that's where they're going to get the women. That's where they're going to get the children. If you want to fuck an old man too, like vulnerable population yeah. is at this location. Um, unfortunately, Trinopolier was seen as like the decent camp by Ugh. prisoners. Um strictly because they didn't beat people or murder people or torture people nearly as much as other camps. However, like this is very, very construed to say that this is a decent camp yeah, be, because that's still, this one had the most prevalent sexual abuse. Yeah, that, that is still torture. That is still just as bad as beatings and all that shit. And it was it was so bad with how how much this was preached as like a decent camp. Ugh. A lot of people living in Priador turn themselves into this camp because they're like we don't trust the militia like the the uh local militias that are walking around in Priador. We don't know if we're going to get shelled while we're at home. Like this is a bad situation. We would much rather be in some, like, in a camp where we're not going to be. So it, it was propaganda, yeah, straight absolutely. up, just to get more people in. Yeah, and so these people would come, turn themselves in. They would stay there, and it was it was still hell. And yeah. it, if you were if you were a man, you were going to be separated from your families and sent, and to, sent to the other ones anyway. Yeah, just because. Well, no one's going to stop by and rape you in the middle of the night. If you're if you're this big male, we might as well just work you down, put you into a room with oh, 220 other people. You're more valuable as a uh, tool yeah. for work, and it's easier to just torture you. Um, so this one, uh, media footage got out of uh, Trinopolier in August 1992, like I had said. Um, so footage got out, and... The Serbs' response was kind of weird. They basically were like, oh, shit, we're sorry, like, our bad. And they turned all of the prisoners over. They basically took the camp, and they were like, so, like, it's this children's school. Mm -hmm. They just go, okay, like, Red Cross, step in. These people are yours. And Serbska and JNA fucked off. And uh, it was estimated that about 90 people died here. Um and the Red Cross came in and shut everything down in, I think it was like November 1992. Like they took care, they basically used it as like a hub to help people. And then in November, they were like, okay, like we're closing doors. This is going to become a school again. Like, well, that kind of makes here. sense to do that because that's then it looks like well, it looks yeah. like you're not you don't have all these concentration camps if you're like oh we're gonna so easily turn it's it like, over yeah these yeah. were prisoners of war we're gonna turn these people into the yeah, red cross we're gonna let we're you gonna fuck off and the world stage see that yeah. oh it's not that bad well, meanwhile Lamarska is you down, have the just white down house the over there down the yeah. street and yeah um, and you have and the actual <laughs> you know just... the 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 harder to hide war crimes yeah um, and then the last one we'll talk about is uh, Karaterm. Uh, this one was an all-male population. It was in an old ceramics factory. Um, the beatings were f 
like weapon focused at care term. Uh, they used baseball bats and then um, I don't know what this is. Like I can imagine it, but it was they used thick industrial cable and they would put metal balls and affix them to the end, mm-hmm. and they would use those to beat people. And I'm like, I'm trying to imagine, like, what the fuck was it a ceramics factory that they're getting this stuff for? It's. I was like, what the fuck is that? But it's like a flail was like, or, a, yeah, or a yeah. cat of the nine tails. It really was like a flail. And if you if you work in a ceramics factory, you know ceramics, uh, let us know what the fuck that might sound like or if, like, those were used for anything. Because that was, that was one of the things that stood out to me was – they were like they preferred using weapons here, and then they listed that specifically. It was like I mean, what you don't fuck? you don't think they were just making it? I mean, probably, but like, but where would they get metal yeah. balls? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's it's yeah, got to be like, why is this something on that hand? was in this factory that they were like, oh hey, this would be a perfect thing to beat the shit out of Bosniak Muslims with. You know, it's just yeah. weird. That is um, really weird. So prisoners weren't only beaten here. Uh, they focused a lot on public humiliation. Um, and like they played a lot of mind games with people. They would do like a lot of threatening and not doing anything. And then when people would step out of the line, out of line, that's when they would do stuff. Um, it was like such a, like, obviously a lot of these are run by fear, but this one specifically was like more psychological yeah, stuff. Yeah, people were just fucking terrified. Mm. Um, and the women that were sent here, uh, it was usually only for like a couple hours before they would either get transferred to a Trinopolia or Omarska. Generally, Omarska, because once Trinopolia got shut down, they're not going to transfer them through there anymore. Mm. Um, but yeah, this was kind of just a stopping point for women, children, and old men. And then like anyone that was brought here, this is where their husbands would stay. Husbands mm-hmm. and older sons would be kept at care term. So yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, in this series before I've talked about that coworker I had who um, was a, a Muslim from this area and her father was in one of these concentration camps, and they actually got out after he was able to get out of one of the camps. That's fucking like he crazy. got out of one of the camps, went home, got his family together, and left. Yeah, and him. and yeah, I I see like coming around full circle, knowing what she you know the very small amount she told me compared and seeing it like holy shit. Yeah, her her being like a. Like two or three at the time, mm-hmm. uh, no, like six. She, her dad did the right thing and got her yeah. out of there. Like she, her and the rest of the family very quickly could have become victims in that. It's just like, it's just crazy. Like you don't really think when you think about stuff like this that happens, it doesn't feel like you think, oh yeah, like that would never happen. Now, obviously, it still does. Yeah, but, but you it don't think about knowing like someone it. that's our age or just a little bit older than us that went through this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this. holy shit. It's fucking wild. Like there's somebody that's like 45 years old out there that has very strong, solid memories of their time spent in a concentration camp 
in Croatia, in Bosnia and Herzegovina. It's like, what the... F- it's fucking crazy yeah, it's, to think it's, about. It's crazy, because every time you think about history, you think of, uh, everybody related is either dead or in their 90s. Yeah, yeah. But this is so recent, but still so historical that, yeah, at, at any moment we can... You know, someone can reach out on Instagram and tell us their experience <laughs> and, here. And exactly that happened. Like, would, uh, and which has happened. I, I might fuck up your name. Uh, Gosha or Gosia um, reached out and talked about their experience. They they aren't from the area, um, but they... I Let me see if I can find the... I should have written it down. I knew I was going to talk about it. Um, they went out there when they were eight years old. Uh in 1993 and uh they went let's see they were on a bus from the czech republic and like they ran into just the craziest shit like i I just can't even imagine like you you just like go on vacation more or less and you just see these fucking atrocities out there yeah uh it's crazy to be able to talk to somebody about it. Like, it's just, I don't know. As I said before, it's like when I think of history, it's dead people and everybody's gone. But doing the show and doing specifically this series has really made it like, like, damn. There there are people my age who can tell me firsthand experiences. I mean, she even talked about like, there are bullets outside, so they like they get on this bus and like they basically have to get checked. Yeah, they they it was like a military checkpoint yeah. or something. And like they look outside and there's blood, there's bullets on the ground. It's like I can't I can't even fucking fathom experiencing that. And it's like this is what people have lived through. It's it's just it's crazy. It, it's it's crazy. crazy. Like crazy shit. If my if the worst thing to happen to me in a week is that Smith's tripled the price of bread, <laughs> yeah, for real. That makes me sad and ang- and upset. Yeah. Not angry, but upset. But I can't imagine stopping at a military checkpoint and looking outside a bus and seeing where people have been shot yeah. in their vehicles. Who knows how crazy. soon before you? Yeah, like. Really puts it in perspective. It really does. It's fucking, it's rough. It's not just, like, these aren't just bullshit, like, crazy stories we're talking yeah, about. These aren't like, stories is, these that... Are experience, these are experiences that people have gone through that, like, you know. Yeah, these are experiences and, and events that are still, the edu- the knowledge of them are still unfolding. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't necessarily have the Nuremberg trials and the trials that came after that. 40 years ago and more yeah that have kind of wrapped a nice bow on it we're they're still ongoing like information is still being gathered about Mm -hmm. this people are still talking and learning and telling their stories about this whole event so we don't we don't have this this box of this is the event and, yeah. and it's over and we can stop talking about it yeah. because it's, it's, it's still, it's the still effects ongoing. are still going. Yeah, yeah. You, you still, you still have people experiencing racism and shit in the area yeah. related to all this stuff. It's crazy. It's wild. But yeah, so, uh, we will be continuing the butcher of Bosnia, butchers of Bosnia series. Um, it's, 
I don't know, another month or two. It's like I said, like, it's probably every so often I'm going to do it because, like, these episodes are so fucking hard to do research on. Um, Like, I haven't gone through it. I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, my life's so tough because I'm reading about this stuff. But it is a lot of really fucked up information to have to, like, read through and process. Um, And I like doing fun episodes yeah yeah we we have to do it's so rough i love the series i really oh, do it's great it's like it's honestly some of the better content that i've ever done and i'm glad that i'm doing it uh it's just a lot we need the comic so, relief on this podcast yeah too, holy though. shit i'm a funny person i'm not a let's talk about the atrocities of man oh person. that's i was dang I, i'll have to postpone <laughs> next week's episode which is going to be all the different uh jewish uprisings oh no of the you're war. welcome you're welcome to do really fucked up episodes they're just tough for me to do notes on because oh, yeah, no. it just wears it. me down i get it um but I will not be abandoning abandoning it. It's just it's going to take time to get all this stuff out, and then when it is done, um, I'm trying to figure out a way to kind of put all of these together in like a playlist or something. Now I'm going to make a um, a page on the website. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it'll, we'll, it'll be like we'll have freshpoints.com forward slash Bosnia or something like that, yeah. and, and then, it'll be all in order plus all the extra bonus episodes yeah. that we did before this, any we do in the future. Yeah. It'll all we it'll all be there so yeah. in fact I, I could probably start start putting something together because yeah, I mean, then we could also start putting images out on there as yeah. well just whatever stuff when like we that get to when it, we get to it deal. um but yeah so i'll keep going with it it's just uh be patient with yeah. me because it's a lot uh but if you are interested in additional content um we go check out our patreon Pointsopressure.com or not. Yeah, yeah pointsopressure.com, the support us page. Uh, we have Patreon that you can subscribe on, and we have Buy Me a Coffee if you're interested. If you can't afford it, it's okay. Uh, we do an extra episode every month. We have a bunch of sloppy seconds on there. AJ's working on a, a series called Voices. And, Eventually, it's another one yeah. you got to be patient for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, click on, click on all of our links. Go check them out. It would mean a lot. Uh, if you can't afford it, like I said, it is no hard feelings. Um, we just appreciate that you guys are listening to even this. So, you got those names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> See, I brought the throat yeah, clearing uh, back. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. Good job. Um, so, we've got the board. Of course, we've got Minity, Toddle Waddle, and Weston. Um, you know, they 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 greenlight this project. Yeah. Um, I was going to make a really a joke in really bad taste relating to this project in concentration camps. So I've decided to recant that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and of course, we've also got uh, Abby, AJ's third nut, Kitty Titties, Thomas, uh, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, G-Dog, Hayden, Lara Ravo, and Lindo. Thank you guys so much. We yeah. really appreciate you guys being here. Like, you're... you're you're gonna be getting some fun stuff. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, if you listen this far, you deserve the 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 shit, <laughs> right? You're gonna we're gonna maybe do some more stickers and stuff. So yeah. make sure your uh, shit's up to date. Yes, absolutely. Make sure your stuff's up to date. And as always, uh, if you guys ever have anybody has any suggestions for movies, TV shows, personal books, experiences, yeah, anything like if you have anything that you're like, holy shit. You guys got to check this out or you want to talk about it, by all means, reach out to us on Instagram or reach out to us 
uh, via email, ppdnaj at gmail.com, or go to our website and leave us a fucking voicemail yeah. or a message. Uh, thanks. We'll catch you next Monday. <laughs> <laughs>